0: Good evening and welcome to the third installment of the Passion 1010 series. We trust that you have been blessed by the nightly sharing and the prayer time you have with your family and friends after each session. Tonight, we will be considering Jesus redeeming work on people groups. In considering Jesus' redemption of people groups, we will be considering three aspects covering gender, race, as well as age groups. We live in a very complex world currently, where in certain countries, you have the right to choose your own gender and some could even define who or what they want to be. This goes against the very foundation of humanity where we read in Genesis 1 verse 27, So, God created mankind in His own image. In the image of God, He created them. Male and female, He created them. The creation of humanity in God's image is the basis of human dignity and equality. As well as the sanctity of life. However, this image has been marred by sin, and the Apostle Paul thought in Romans 5 verse 12, Therefore, just as sin entered the world through one man, and death through sin, and in this way death came to all people because all sin. But thanks be to God, in this same chapter in Romans 5, we read that Jesus redeemed mankind through His one act of obedience as we read in verses 17 to 19, For if by the trespass of the one man death reigned through that one man, how much more will those who receive God's abundant provision of grace and the gift of righteousness reign in life through the one man, Jesus Christ. Consequently, just as one trespass resulted in condemnation for all people, so also one righteous act resulted in justification and life for all people." And in verse 19, we read, For just as through the disobedience of the one man, the many were made sinners, so also through the obedience of the one man, the many will be made righteous. Hallelujah! So, how did Jesus redeem gender? He did it by redeeming the whole of mankind. Are male and female equal in God's eyes? Yes, men and women are equal in God's eyes in that both men and women are created in the image and likeness of God, as we have read in Genesis 1 verse 27. Men and women are also equally sinners in need of grace and salvation. Redeemed men and women are equally forgiven, equally indwelt by the Holy Spirit, equally invited before the throne of grace, and equally heirs of God. Nowhere does Scripture imply that women are unequal to men in God's eyes or that they should have less significance than men. Men and women have different roles in the home and in the church, but different roles do not indicate differing worth. The roles of men and women are divinely designed to be complementary, so men and women are absolutely equal. Physically, they are obviously not equal. God has chosen distinct roles for both men and women that they may complement each other in a way that most glorify God. Women may be fragile in some regards, but so are many things that are most precious to us. Men and women should work together each fulfilling their respective distinct roles for the common goal of glorifying God. Hallelujah! So, let us now move on to redeeming race or ethnicity. The term most commonly used in the Bible to describe race or ethnicity is the word nation or nations. In order to redeem race or ethnicity, God has to choose or elect to work through a person and He chose Abraham and his descendants. It is easy to misinterpret God's choosing of Abraham as an example of partiality, as if God favors one-people group over others. But in reality, Abraham's election is missional. God chose Abraham and his descendants to bless the nations. In Genesis chapter 12, reading from verse 1 to 3, we read that the Lord had said to Abram, Go from your country, your people, and your father's household to the land I will show you. I will make you into a great nation, and I will bless you. I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and whoever curses you, I will curse. And all uh, peoples on earth will be blessed through you." In the New Testament, the Apostle Paul noted that The Lord Jesus Christ was the fulfillment of God's promise to Abraham. And in Galatians 3 verse 16, we read, The promises were spoken to Abraham and to his seed. Scripture does not say, and to seeds, meaning many people, but and to your seed, meaning one person who is our Lord Jesus Christ. In writing about Christ's redeeming work, the Apostle Paul reflected more deeply the relationship between God's chosen race, the Jews, and the rest of us, Gentiles. We have already seen what Paul wrote about human sinfulness and divine impartiality. In Romans 3, reading from verse 22 to 24, Paul argued that all are affected by sin and justified by faith in Jesus Christ. The righteousness is given through faith in Jesus Christ to all who believe. There is no difference between Jew and Gentile, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, and all are justified freely by His grace through the redemption that came by Christ Jesus. Hallelujah! And we further read in Galatians 3, verse 28, There is neither Jew nor Gentile, neither slave nor free, nor is there male and female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. The point here in this verse is not that Christians lose their racial or ethnic identity when they follow Christ nor that they cease to be men or women or rich or poor. The point is that Christians cannot use these things to suggest anyone is more favoured or less favoured by God. Unity in the body of Christ forbids using these identity markers for those purposes. And the last point, moving on to the redeeming of Ish groups or generations, God always reveals himself as the God of generations, calling himself the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Jesus' redeeming work cuts across the generations and Ish groups. An in Paul's prayer for the Ephesians, in chapter 3, reading from verse 20 to 21, we read, Now to Him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to His power that is at work within us, to Him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen! His redeeming work and glory is throughout all generations, forever and ever. Jesus loved both the young and the old alike. And we read in the Gospel of Matthew chapter 19, verse 14, Jesus said, Let the little children come to me, and do not hinder them, for the Kingdom of Heaven belongs to such as these. The culmination of Jesus' redeeming work of people groups is seen in Revelation 7, reading from verse 9 to 10, which depicts the end of human history as a multitude before the throne of God in worship. And in verse 9, we read, After these things, I looked, and behold, a great multitude which no one could number, of all nations, tribes, peoples, and tongues, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed with white robes, with palm branches in their hands, and crying out with a loud voice, saying, Salvation! to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. Throughout human history, people have used gender, position, race, ethnicity, and seniority to differentiate themselves from others. All too often, instead of recognizing God's image in one another and Christ's redeeming work on the cross, people have elevated their gender, racial, and ethnic position over others. Sadly, even some Christian churches succumbed to the temptation of gender, racial, and ethnic superiority. This Passion Week leading to Good Friday and Easter, may we remember that God created humanity in His own image. When humanity fell, God purposed Jesus Christ to redeem all people. God accomplished redemption in Jesus Christ, applies it through His Holy Spirit, and causes the Church to act impartially and reflect heaven's diversity in its membership and mission to all people groups and nations. Let us now take two minutes even to reflect on what has been shared and let us pray that God will truly help us to understand what it means to redeem all people groups and reconcile us back to the Father. Father God, I pray that You help us to examine our hearts, Lord, if there's any trace of racism in each one of us, Lord, and if there is, we pray, Lord, that You do a deep work in each one of us, Lord, that You remove every prejudices that we may have against any particular race or ethnic group, Lord, I pray, O Lord, that just as You have redeemed us and reconciled us back to the Father, I pray, O Lord, that You will release deep love and compassion in each one of us for all races, for all ethnicity and age groups, and that, God, You will release inner healing to any one of us, O Lord, if any of these groups have wronged or hurt us in the past. So, thank you, Lord Jesus, for your finished work on the cross and redemption of every tongue, every tribe, every gender, and every age group, Lord. We thank you for the finished work on the cross of Calvary. And we pray, Lord, may this Good Friday and Easter be a time for us, Lord, to even reflect on your love for each one of us that truly You have reconciled all men unto Yourself. So we thank You, Lord Jesus, for Your work of redemption and Your finished work on the cross of Calvary. We give You thanks and we bless You. In Jesus' name we pray, Amen.